welcome back to the Across the Pod podcast. Another episode in our mini-series is here as I tell you about my times in each place I went to for an NFL game. This time, it's a turn of Cleveland. And our first stop, we actually went to a place without going to a game. And the reason for this was the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So that was my main aim of the trip. You know, got the Greyhound from Pittsburgh to Cleveland. And that was basically my plan on the... um, Saturday itself, sorry, on the Monday itself, that was the plan. So got the bus about eight, nine in the morning, whenever it was, you know, and I arrived in Cleveland around about um, 12 and midday, basically. And at two o'clock on that day, Wales, maybe, maybe it was three o'clock in Cleveland time, I was due to... Uh, try and find a bath some sort. I wanted to watch Wales play their first ever World Cup game since 1958, which for me was a great moment. So, you know, the main purpose of the trip was to go to the Hall of Fame, and that was the next day. Um, but for for that day, I thought to myself, you know what, I've got to watch it somewhere. And I found a little sports bar. Now, again, I couldn't tell you what the bar was called, um, but that was a really nice experience because... You know, as a person who's watched England time after time, you know, make World Cups. You know, I'm not. I I always like England to do well if it's not Wales because they're a British team, and and also because you know my school was so close to England. Then a lot of English kids went to my school, and therefore when the World Cup was happening, a bit of jealousy going on that they were seeing their team play, their country play in every World Cup. Whereas for me, I'd seen this play before 2016, never in a major tournament. You know, a couple of Euros since then, and then one um one World Cup, which was. Obviously disappointing because you know we ended up not going through the group stage and we only scored one goal, but it was in this game. So this you know sports bar holds a little bit of you know um memory for me. You know, I bumped into a very nice family um from Wales, um, and they were still here. They had family in Cleveland. So yeah, met up with them. I saw bumped into them and they invited me. I, I was on my own for a lot of time and then I said to them, I heard there's speaking, I said to them, Are you Welsh? And they go, Yeah, and then they invited me to their little section. And there was a friend of theirs called Brett, um, who who was from Cleveland, and you know, we had a great time watching the game. You know, when USA scored, it was very much, you know, the whole bar was obviously because I was in America, the whole bar was cheering. When Wales scored, there was about six of us cheering on a Wales goal. So that was a bit of a contrast between the gold and the, and the atmosphere in the place. But yeah, that was really Really good, and obviously we ended up, we ended up, of course, um, not winning that game. We got a draw, and that was the only point we got in the whole tournament. But it was just cool to see Wales playing the World Cup. And the only downside was the fact that you know we, I was, I wasn't watching it with my family, you know, but because we, we dreamt this moment for years with the family. But you know, at least I didn't miss a great one like the Euros in twenty sixteen with the family. So in that sense, swings and roundabout to them doing badly. Um, I did go to the stadium, first entry stadium, just have a look from the outside. Um, you know, I wanted to get every stadium in, but I just couldn't fit everything in. So yeah, um, got a view and it was a nice stadium. But I am actually going to um, be going to a game in Cleveland in a year's time. Well, sorry, this year, uh, as I see him take on the Pittsburgh Steelers on November the 19th, I believe it is. And that'll be... If I do all things go well, that'd be when I've completed the stadium set and I've been to a game in every active NFL stadium. Uh, but then the next day was, of course, the, the main headline, which was the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I got there the next day. Um, a bit of a nightmare journey getting to the um, 
get into the Hall of Fame because I didn't realize just how far away it was. I mean, I looked online the journey and it said to get this, but basically the the, the thing told me to get um two different buses, and I got the first one about six a.m. Uh, very early in the morning, and I knew I knew I was going off again in the Greyhound that evening to um go to Buffalo and see Niagara Falls. Um, I won't be doing an episode on that because it is far too short and it won't be enough content. I mean, I didn't go to a game in Buffalo either. So I got the first bus, no problem. It arrived on time, etc., etc., etc. Get to the next stop and the bus. And this way, the bus was late, which meant which meant that as a result, I missed the next bus and there was not one for like two or three hours. So I was a bit of a limbo. I knew I had to, I couldn't even mess around. And so what I did was I basically paid for an Uber. But $80, which was, you know, about an hour and a half journey, which was, you know, looking back at it, pretty obscene. But, you know, if I was there for a week, I would have probably, you know, waited uh, waited around a few hours and then gone to get a bus. But I, I was in no particular predicament to do that. And it was a bit of a nightmare um, journey back as well. Um, but, yeah, um, that was my... My day in Cleveland was all about the Football Hall of Fame, and it's a bit on the outskirts. It's not in Cleveland City Centre um, itself. It's all it's on the outskirts, but what I experienced in the Hall of Fame was was insane. Um, like I mentioned before about if you're an NFL fan, you have to go to Lambeau Field because it's basically NFL history in, in a in a stadium. And if you like your NFL and you like your NFL history, and you've been, been a fan of it for years, or whether you've been a fan of it for two or three years. You have to go here because, first of all, there's stuff from even last season already in there. I mentioned they have Justin Jefferson's, uh, I believe it was the gloves he wore um, for um, for that catch against the Bills. So the stuff for everyone, whatever age you are and whatever you like the NFL, everything you want is in there. And yeah, I got there about um, nine in the morning, I want to say. And I do have to apologise to my Uber driver. I did fall asleep and missed the entire, this <laughs> set for the entire journey. Um Maybe two thirds of the journey from um from my where do you pick me up to the uh, Hall of Fame itself, um and yeah you get there and you're just immediately greet with really friendly people. Obviously, they very kindly were thankfully they let they kept my bag behind the desk, and I, you know it's about I want to say thirty forty dollars for a ticket, so it's not too bad price wise. I mean the first thing you see that it's all if you do the tour in the right. The right method of going around it, you do sort of almost see it go from when it first got formed in in the twenties um, to so obviously the the modern day one day game. Um, I mean, it's um, you know I think football's been going around for hundreds of years, but um, yeah, you can see basically every era in in one in one tour. You know, you, you see like the old Johnny Unitas um, jerseys, you know, and you see old what they used to wear like head coaches and um you know people who worked in the NFL and players there was a lot of old school stuff as well like clothes they wore uniforms etc etc um and yeah you walk around for ages and just see tons of different stuff and you know you get a little bit first bit you get to when you first go through the main bit you got get talking to the guy who runs it all you're telling your story and you're going round and round and you know you see so many different stuff you see um you know there's, there's Monday stuff which has you know Jersey signed and worn by um you know MVPs like Matt Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, the most recent example at the time. Um, you know, signed jerseys by the likes of Byron Murphy, Justin Jefferson, boots worn by them as well, FA Abada, um, you know, all sorts. And it's 
you know, there's a bit about the international games in London where you get to see the first game of was the Giants against the Dolphins. You get to see a Hedgin worn jersey, Derrick Henry game worn jersey. You could actually see the mud on the um on the jersey and the, the stains from the grass. You know, anyone who knows my my previous episodes will know how much that was a great thing for me to see. Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin the third, Russell Wilson. A lot of players, you know, like Justin Tucker as well. So many more players that you saw jerseys of, whether it was boots, worn boots, worn gloves, worn jerseys, you know, signed balls by likes of, you know, Mahomes again, or, you know, Travis Kelsey. And, you know, the other bit that I love the most, there was a uh, game-worn jersey by Tua Tango by Lower in that uh, Ravens comeback, as well as Jalen Waddle. But his one was from the when he broke the rookie receiving record in the 2021 season. So that was something I love. And I even got a picture, um, you know, next to next to, next to those jerseys, which I love. And I was wearing my Dan Marino jersey, which I felt was fitting. And then you go on and you see some old stuff again. You see Jerry Rice, Don Shula's old old um old polo shirt. You know, you see jerseys worn by Bruce Smith or Emmett Smith. You see. Yeah, Eric uh, Eric Dickerson, Drew Brees, Steve McNair, Tim Tebow, and love the team people on because you know I said before that you know my first real season I remember watching in parts, albeit back in that time you know I wasn't really watching it in depth. Only now and again it was when the Tebow sort of phenomenon uh, set off. I remember the the game in overtime against the Steelers, you know and that was special for me. You know seeing the likes of Steve Young and uh, Tom Brady and Troy Aikman's jerseys, uh, you know, Super Bowl ball from when Joe Montana won Super Bowl MVP, Terry Bradshaw's helmet, John Elway, so many stuff there, like so many different things. And again, I mentioned before about different things I went to, the likes of the Space Center, um, where I could be there for hours and hours. I could genuinely be in the Hall of Fame for even longer, but there was a point later on that day where I knew I had to leave because I had to get the bus to Greyhound, um, the Greyhound bus from Cleveland. So, yeah, there was, you walk around, you're seeing jersey after jersey, and you're there's some stuff you do learn, um, not much because if you if you if you like myself, you sort of are a bit of a nerd when it comes to football history. And you look up on it, you know. There's different things where you can like you can you can have a model of an NFL player's hand and a model of an NFL player's leg, and you can sort of see just how your your body compares to theirs and just how big you have to be to play in, in that sport. Um, you know, there's different videos you can watch with different things. Like I remember watching the one came up about the Dolphins. The, 1972 unbeaten season. There was stuff on the 85 Bears. Uh, there was the load, a section dedicated entirely to um, the 1972 season. You know, there was uh, stuff worn by Don Chudo and Larry Zonka, and even Don Chudo's tie in Larry Zonka's cleats were on there. And then, you know, next after doing all of that, you see all of this stuff going on, and you, you meet people there. I remember talking to a people from they were from Kansas City, and they were. Um, they were made, I was telling them my story. Um, at that point, I was sort of towards the end as well. So I'd been to, I'll say, the 16 games at that point. I can't remember the exact number, but they were just blown away with my with my story. Uh, but what I loved with that next bit was sort of the bit you, you sort of know and what will be in the, in the thumbnail for this podcast episode is the, they call them busts, which is quite ironic. Cause in fact, that these are players that have gone on to have great careers. And, you know, when players don't, become whatever things they're going to become, they're called busts. So it's quite interesting they call these model their heads busts. But I think there's about 308, I want to say, they said to me at the time, uh, were currently inducted in the Hall of Fame. But every great player you could think of was there. I mean, off the bat, you know, you had the likes of, you know, Joe Namath and John Madden. You had, you know, 
OJ Simpson, which is, I don't know why that was still there, to be honest. You know, Larry Zonka was there, Mean Joe Green, Terry Bradshaw, you know, Bob Greasy, you know, there was Tom Landry, Joe Botana, Dan Marino, Walter Payton. Basically, I can go on and on, but there's, there's any player you could think of that's had a great career and is in the Hall of Fame, they're in there, you know. So many different things, you know, it was, that was really cool because something like, you know, when you see the Hall of Fame, you don't see the signed jerseys, you don't see the gloves and the helmets. What you do see a lot of time when you see images of the Hall of Fame is these busts uh, that are you know, held up in the Hall of Fame. So, and also the most recent examples were there, like Peyton Manning was there, I remember. But yeah, that was really cool. And, and you know, you go on from there and you see some Patriots-based stuff, which, you know, was not the most desirable place for me to see, but there was you know, a worn, um, what's it called, headphones from Bill Belichick. You know, the hoodies worn by him. You know, there's Tom Landry's hat, I remember, as well. So many stuff there. Then you get to this cool bit, which actually was the one bit where you couldn't actually film videos in or pictures in. It was like, so you walk into this room, and it's a bit dark, but you're seeing, like, littered up sort of jerseys of you know, great, like, you know, John Montana, Dan Marino, Roger Stallback. But, yeah, it's the one bit where you couldn't film because there was a hologram of Joe Namath um, talking, and it goes through and sort of the room sort of shakes a little bit. And so they make it try to make it feel a little bit like you're involved in an NFL locker room. Um, and you have like Joe Mon, Joe Mon, no, Joe Montana, Joe Namath talking to you. Um, so that was a really cool, that was a really cool experience to see. And then you go on further, there's you know, more signed jerseys. You see all the fame inductees that are fans. So, like, there's a guy, for example, there was people who had you know, won fans of the year um, and stuff like that. So, I think they call it the Hall of Fan. Um, so, yeah, you got those stuff there. You can even go on a little interactive board and you know um create your own customized um Super Bowl ring which is a bit a bit when you're in where you're in amongst every Super Bowl ring that you can you can see that everyone all 50 at that point it was 56 um Super Bowls so all the all 56 rings you know then you go to a bit where you're sort of you're in a chair and you're sort of you're watching NFL history going for different different Super Bowls and then it then takes you the actual Thing moves like where you're where you're sitting, it moves, and you get to see that the most the most recent one at the time was the Bengals Rams. Um, yes, and you go around. There's more things. The Super Bowl trophies, you know, Super Bowl Lombardi trophies. There, you know, there's all those different things that you can see. You know, there's um, stuff about the NFL strike, um, and there's more again, more jerseys and boots and stuff like that. Bit where you can play Madden. Um, bit where you can there's something like football television um coverage sort of section where you can learn about television coverage and how it's improved over time uh but yeah that's really that was really the end of it and i'm saying all this now like i basically crammed in about six hours five hours in about i don't, I don't know how long we've been, we've been filming for this episode but you know i could go on and on but i could be here for hours um and of course, when you leave you see the hall of fame stadium as well um but yeah that was really where my trip ended um you know i got the bus back to cleveland from the hall of fame which was a lot of an easier journey because i was going you know i was basically going where the, the bus i didn't get originally would start so you know i ended up very close to the bus station um and of course a stumbling block that happened this is the week where i went to five or six places in a week and where i had a lot of greyhounds booked and this is where I started to see a problem with Greyhound. And this was an issue, you know, when I went from Cleveland to Buffalo and then um, and then um, Detroit for Thanksgiving. So 
Also, I'm skipping Buffalo because I did Niagara Falls and that was it. And I don't think it's an NFL-based podcast. That's enough to talk about. But I had a nightmare a few days with travel. So I was going from Cleveland to Buffalo and I booked this bus ticket. I booked all my travel month in advance, about May or June time. I booked all this travel, you know, and I had this planned out. And I can't see my bus on the list of journeys. And I was thinking, what's going on here? Uh, before I do that, of course, I, I did go to the, the Hall of Fame shop, which is in the Hall of Fame, which is incredible because you see different. Basically, if you there's something for every team in the NFL was there, whether it's you know Hall of Fame mugs, Hall of Fame t-shirts. I actually got a Hall of Fame t-shirt. But there's different things like there's a Hall of Fame thing for a lot of teams. It's like a Dolphins one, which has all the players in the Hall of Fame. You know, Forty Niners, Bears. Uh, Patriots or all that every, every team is represented at some point in the stadium and there's so much more there like you know, jerseys, there's you know, pictures and frames and all that um, but yeah, obviously fast forward then to the bus journey can't see my bus journey on there, I'm not sure what's going on and I for a while I thought I'd lost my t-shirt which is what reminded me of this story um, and and yeah like in the end I did find it, you know, I lost it for a little bit and I was panicking, but then, of course, then the real issue started was that um, the, my bus journey was not there. I was thinking, what's going on? Why? And eventually leaving, I think around about, I think, 4 or 5 p.m., I want to say it was leaving, but I couldn't see it anywhere on my bus, and I was thinking, what the hell's going on? And then I, there was a massive queue for the waiting for the, the, the what's it called, the person who's helping out, and the advice team and all that, and um. When I got there, they said to me, "Oh yeah, I got cancelled months ago." And for me, this is this is not on because this shouldn't be happening. It should be a case where if it is cancelled, these things do happen. Things are cancelled. They should at least tell you by email. And I said I booked it by email, and I gave my email when I made the booking, so they they should have really told me this. Um, and I was a bit panicky because there was one leaving at eight o'clock in the evening, and I'll think to myself, "Okay, I'll get that one." They told me that it's sold out. And there's no more during day. And I was like, what? So he told me eventually, you know, like, she eventually turned out to be quite nice, but originally she was a bit rude. But eventually she, you know, she helped me out massively. And she said to me originally, I can get you on the next one if there's room and I can ask the guy if there's any free space. There might be people who drop out, uh, especially being around Thanksgiving. They may let me on. And thankfully, you know, albeit I didn't notice till the bus came. I wasn't aware. I wasn't know what's going on. I had a backup plan, having to stay in Cleveland, getting a hotel, and that was not what I wanted to do because I wanted to go on and see Niagara Falls, which I knew I was going to miss if I hadn't got that bus. And thankfully, it got to 8pm. He told me there was a space available. I get on it, um, and that's that. But that's not where that's not where the um, journey ends because the next day, also, I get to Buffalo. Journey was fine after it left. It took the amount of time it was meant to take. And then you, the next day... Um, I should have really checked there and then whilst I was in Buffalo um, Station what's going on with my bus. Is there one tomorrow? But I didn't think that. I was so tired. I just wanted to get home and get to the Airbnb, I should say. So, um, yeah, the next day was all about Niagara Falls. So did that. That was a really, really cool experience. You know, I believe it's one of the wonders of the world, but it's, um, you know, it, it was such a cool thing to see. And again, I probably rushed it a little bit because I was worried about because in the morning I looked up the bus journeys and there wasn't one going that day from from Buffalo to Detroit. So I was like, oh no, it's happening again. But I wanted to actually, I didn't check in the morning. I thought, you know what, I've got to just try and see Niagara Falls because I knew it was 
bit of a journey away from where I was staying and it wasn't like it was going to take ages to get from one to the other. So I did Niagara Falls as fast as I could whilst also trying to enjoy it. So got some great pictures, saw some great stuff. And then eventually, you know, got to my the Greyhound bus stop. Um, and they told me, yeah, it's been cancelled. There's no, no, nothing else happening that day. Now they told me, now I, first of all, I told us to a friend of the show, Charlie, who came up with Trump's in the end. And he put a tweet out saying, my friend is stuck in Buffalo, trying to get to Detroit for the Bills, Lions game the next day. Can anyone help? And for a while, nothing was coming back, really. Uh, people saying, oh, I'll try and help out. I'll try and find someone for you. But eventually I was thinking, no, at some point I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and just do it. And I did originally find a bus that would go for 19 hours from Buffalo to Detroit with about four stops. Now, this is horrific. This would have been, if I got on it, this would have been horrific because that's a long journey. Got me there for like 10 a.m. It would have been a horrible, horrible journey. And I've done a 10-hour bus before, a 10-hour train, but the of a 19-hour train or bus is horrific. So I was really, I actually got on the bus originally, so they gave me a different ticket. They allowed me on that one. And they, um, yeah, I got on. And as I got on the bus, and as I was about to leave, I saw a um a tweet back saying, "Andy, I can get you a lift from my friend Tim from a Bills fan called Kristen, who uh, knew Charlie." And that was like, oh my god! But I didn't want to get off it, and then get told, "Oh, actually, you can't get it now." So I said to her, "Is this definitely going to happen? Is it? Have I definitely got a a lift organized?" And she said, "Yes, he's coming at four o'clock. Make sure you're there." So the bus actually left. It had gone for about a minute. And then I said, oh, actually, can I get off? Because it was still, thankfully, because of other buses coming in and coming out, it was still waiting at the bus stop, uh, but just obviously a bit further on from where they said to me, oh, if you get off now, you can get off now. So thankfully did that. And we got, got the lift at four o'clock through Tim. And he very kindly, you know, drove me for six hours. Bear in mind, he'd never met me before, knew about me before. Fair play, he drove me, both of us, from Buffalo to Detroit and Again, Tim, if you are listening to this podcast, again, I can't thank you enough. It was such a handy. And, you know, this is why for me, you know, I've, you know, I've, I don't like the three teams in the AFC, so the Bills, Patriots, and, and Jets. But for me, the Bills, and I will go into this more when I go about the Detroit episode. But yeah, I can't thank Bills Mafia enough for sorting out this journey because it saved me so much hassle and so much stress. And yeah, it was. Um, such a nice thing for Tim to do. And also I'll get into the Detroit story in our next episode, which is where I'll end it here. So thank you once again for listening to the Across the Pod podcast. I've been your host, Andy, and I'll catch you guys for our Detroit on Thanksgiving episode. See you guys then. Mm-hmm.